This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everyone, welcome once again to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Rudy V. And I'm Anthony Ray. Thanks for tuning in once again, guys. We want to really thank our our following out there, all 13 of you. We really appreciate you guys <laughs> listening in on our shows. <laughs> in this episode, we're going to be addressing one of the most important things about dog grooming, and it's to uh, properly and safely groom our pets with the best results possible. And yes, we're talking about table training our dogs and kitties, guys. Very, very important that we train our dogs to stay on our dog grooming tables. And in a lot of cases, this could be a big challenge. At first, dogs are kind of frightened. They don't like being elevated. They're wondering why they're elevated, and we really have to get them used to it, get them staying still enough so that we could, you know, do what we have to do, like, you know, put clippers on them and scissors on them. So it's very, very important that we train our pets to be comfortable on the grooming table so that uh, we're not scissoring a moving target or anything like that. Right? You, you don't want to uh, accidentally castrate your dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. You, know, you don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll leave that to our veterinarians out there. Okay. You yeah. Right. Your, have your dog castrated at the grooming shop. So right. okay, we're going to, we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about some tips on how to um, get them used to it and some safety tips. So we're going to go to a brief message and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Guys, thanks. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Groomer Humor. We are your hosts, I'm Rudy V, along with Anthony Ray, my son. And uh, we're very, very excited about this episode because of our birthdays. It's Anthony's birthday today, so happy birthday, Anthony. Thank you. Yeah, and it's also our producer, Mark Winter's son's birthday, Corey. So a shout out to Corey. Happy birthday to you, Corey. And funny story, quick story, Anthony and Corey were born not only on the same day, but in the same hospital and shared the same room. So 
as ironic as that is, it's a very funny story. And there's a whole lot more to that story. Just briefly, Anthony and Corey were born in the same hospital. And it's how we met Mark and Corey. And this was going back 28 years already. And Ironically, Mark Winter ended up, you know, starting and producing Pet Life Radio, and uh, we became dog groomers. So I don't know, there's something a little bit more there, but we just definitely wanted to address that because we think it's funny. So hopefully you guys think it's funny. It's very ironic that we're actually working together again after 28 years. So yeah, because Mark started Pet Life over <laughs> that course of you not speaking for a long time. It wasn't like, uh, yeah. it wasn't like you became a groomer and Mark was like, oh, let's start something called pet life like you yeah. hadn't spoken to mark in a very long time yeah uh, so over the, those years it's so ironic that he would start pet life radio and you would become a successful dog groomer in the process yeah it's just really funny and again we just uh, came full circle and we've met later in life once again so and i think uh, anthony and Corey just have some kind of a bond there even though they only met once at their birth <laughs> it's been a long time been a long time core where you been I mean, man <laughs> i miss you man i miss you dude <laughs> but yeah so but we just definitely had to address that so happy birthday Corey. yeah happy um, birthday man so and how old you're how old are you though Ant? are you 20 serious 20, what, yeah what? you just said it okay no but i can't i don't know it's like that nine month interval there is are you 28 or 29 <laughs> I, I, i'm 20 wait how, how old am i i don't know I'm, 20, I'm 28. I'm 28. 28. You're burnt. Yeah. 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 So yes. Anyway, I did. I, I don't know. I'm I'm old. I I forget these things. So you look like you're 50 though. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, that's a compliment. You, you act like you're three, but you look like you're 50. Oh, thanks. You know what? I mean, you. Well, you look like you're 53, and you act like you're 85. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> okay. You started. Yeah, yeah I know. What? Didn't you? Didn't you wear a diaper on what? on your flight home from California last year. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. First, <laughs> first of all, it wasn't a diaper. It was a depends. Uh, and I thought we were going to talk about that. Okay. Sorry. Well, again, you, you, you started it. Well, sometimes you got to go. I didn't want to keep getting up. <laughs> yeah. I like, have- I like vegans. <sighs> Okay. Anyway, listen, (laughs) let's get, let's get to this table training talk here because we can go on and on bashing one another. I love it. It's so much fun bashing you because I can get away with it. Yeah. That's my favorite part of this. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So again, we're talking about table training our dogs, guys. So this is a very, very important aspect of dog grooming. It's one of the first things you need to do in order to achieve any kind of grooming. So one of the first things that we want to do is we want to definitely start our dogs off as young as we possibly can to get them used to it. You want to kind of introduce the grooming table as something that they are going to be handled on. So let's talk about some of the things that we can do with that. One of them is we want to put your dog or your puppy up on a grooming table for brief intervals. You don't want to keep them up there too long, especially as puppies. They'll get tired. They'll try to jump off. So you want to like start off with like a brief five minutes, keep them on the table and pet them and reassure them. Um, And then, you know, go to 10 minutes and 15 minutes. And you want to do this every day. So you want to get them used to it as quickly as possible, but also as efficiently as possible. And you don't want to scare them out of it either, because that can happen too. We feel as groomers that 
Grooming tables should be at home. I feel that if you're a pet owner, that you should have a grooming table at home, especially if you have a very high maintenance dog, such as a Bichon, a Maltese or something like this. You definitely want to have a grooming table so that you can teach your dog how to stand on a grooming table prior to them even going to a grooming shop because this way they'll be used to it. It's kind of like teaching your son or your daughter the ABCs before they go into kindergarten. Yeah, give them a leg up. Yeah, give them a leg up. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Give them a leg up. So that this way, by the time they get to the grooming shop, they're already used to it. They kind of like know, like, hey, this is a grooming table. This is where I get handled. And this is where, you know, they check my ears and they check my paws and they they inspect me. And bonus, if you at some point introduce your puppy to your groomer and you mix that with introducing your puppy to the grooming table at home, then when you finally do take your dog to get groomed for the first time, they're going to know the groomer and they're going to be used to the table a little bit more. So it's like it could really help. Right. It definitely can help. And again, we feel anyway that that households especially should have grooming tables. And, uh, you know, you could check out, we're going to be putting out a lot more grooming table videos on our YouTube channel. It's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube, because it's not something that we could address in one 30 minute show here because there's so many. Yeah, there's too many. There's too many aspects of teaching them to behave on the dog grooming table. But let's talk about some of the safety features before we even get into teaching them. Definitely, right off the bat, guys, you never, ever want to leave a dog or a cat unattended on a grooming table. So you always want to be standing right next to them. Uh, This is very, very important. You don't want them jumping off. You don't want them hanging themselves on the noose. As grim as that sounds, it's very, very important that you stay right next to them and always have a hand on them so that they're never hurting themselves. You definitely don't want too much slack when we're using a noose. One of the things that we do use with a grooming table is a noose, and we put the noose around the dog's neck, not to hang them, just to keep them stable on the table so that they're not jumping off. Dogs do not land well, unlike cats. When a dog falls off of a grooming table, there's a good chance he's going to shatter his hip. He may, you know, break a rib. Dogs are just not designed to fall like a cat. Yeah, if your cat falls off the table, the biggest problem is going to be it find it's going to find the nearest crevice and it's going to go in there and you're never going to be able to get it out. A poor dog falls off the table. It's what you just said. It's going to be hurt bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be alert. And, yeah, uh, you yeah, don't- it's pro- yeah. It's not the best time to like be on your phone or anything, uh, YouTubing, uh, you know, how to practice your whip and nay nay or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, you want to be alert. You, you know, you don't want to be, you know, practicing your moonwalking or anything yeah, like that. Right, or, right. You know. YouTubing uh, how to break dance. <laughs> yeah, how to break dance. Yeah, you definitely. So again, you you definitely have to be alert. This is very very important, and it needs to be addressed because all too often. It's one of the most common injuries is a dog falling off of the table in the grooming shop. So this this is why we're addressing this issue so that we could uh, do it efficiently and safely. So always, you're always there. You're never leaving them unattended. And again, now the noose is connected to what's called a grooming arm that it's like an L-shaped arm that 
attaches to the table and the noose is attached to that arm and it's also attached to your dog around the neck usually. Now, you don't want too much slack because let's just say, for example, a small dog does go to jump off of the table. If there is slack in that noose, too much slack, you can snap that dog's neck and you really, really want to be careful. And at the same time, there can't be too much tension on it either where you're hanging the dog. So it has to be just right. And the way to do that is to adjust the grooming arm to the height of the dog, where the dog is comfortable with it being around his neck, not choking him, and again, not too much slack. So you have to test it with your dog's individual size. Another thing I want to mention is you never, ever put a noose around a cat's neck. You should really not noose cats at all, if possible. If you do have to noose a cat to groom them, you want to put it around their chest area, um, kind of like under their armpits and around their chest. Cats' necks are very, very fragile. You never want to put a noose on a cat. Right. And like you said, that you don't have the same fear. If the cat does fall off the table, God forbid, it's most likely not going to get hurt. And the cats usually lay down uh, on the grooming table anyway, so you don't have the same risks as far as falling with cats. Right. And you know what? That's a good observation. Cats lay down. And in the beginning, the dogs tend to lay down a lot too. So again, this this is where the training process comes in where, Mm. you know, you're kind of lifting them up with your arms and you're trying to get them to stand up on this table. And you can do this by just constantly doing it and practicing every day and just repetition. And as they stand and they stand still, praise them. You might even want to give them a treat. You can use treats. Uh, Again, we're talking about training. This is a part of grooming that requires training. So it's kind of like obedience training, but on a grooming table. But you don't want to overpraise the dog either, because if you overpraise them on the grooming table, they're going to think it's playtime. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they're never going to stand. They're just going to associate, ah, I go on the grooming table and I act, you know, I act up and I play and I right. and then yeah. you're not going to have much luck grooming the dog while he's in play mode. Yeah. yeah. This is why this is so important because it's difficult. It's not something that just happens overnight. That's why you said you have to do it every day in intervals, get more into it. It's hard to find the healthy medium between playtime and don't worry, the grooming table's good, but also it's time to focus because we do have to cut your hair now and you have to stay still also. So it's it's difficult. Right. You want to give a positive experience yet, you know, have the dog stay still and be welcoming to the grooming. And it, it, again, it takes time. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you can pull it off in one grooming session. I've seen puppies be that yeah, good. As a matter of fact, our uh, puppy Westy video, mm-hmm. that was her uh, first time. Yeah, that, that was a couple that, weeks ago. Yeah, That was a couple weeks ago. That was her first time and she did phenomenal. I was amazed uh, by that. Yeah. yeah, it's not always the case. In most cases, it takes a lot of grooming sessions to get them to stay still enough on the grooming table. That's why we're kind of stressing the importance of doing it at home. You know, and they all learn at different levels. They're, they're, they're all different. Like, Anthony still pees the bed sometimes. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, so he's he's a slow learner. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, he is getting it. Right. So. I'm just, I'm a late I'm a late bloomer. I late. I bloomed late. Yeah, you'll be wearing diapers too someday. Don't worry about it. Mm, you know, well, it depends. Yeah, right. Whatever you're <laughs> twenty eight, twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 28, 
I don't know how you are. You know Dad, I could have told you I was 32 today, and you would have been like, oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I love, <laughs> I love you, man. I can't believe you're 32 already. I can't believe you're 32. Here's 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Stop asking me for money, man. What is it that you, you wrote in my card today? You said, you're the smartest person I know, but you just do it in a really dumb way. <laughs> exactly. That's how I see you. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a long road, that's the road you're taking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dogs are no different. Some dogs learn very quickly. Some dogs, it takes a very long time. I've had dogs where they're just starting to get table trained after a year and a half, two years. They're just starting to really get the hang of it. We just put a, a video out with one of our sweet, sweet cockapoos, uh, Lily. No, oh, Lily. She, she's adorable. She's adorable so little cockapoo. And she was never really bad on the grooming table. She was always no. good. She just always just, again, just so excitable and yeah. playful. All she ever wanted to do was play. But mm-hmm. if you check out that video on our YouTube channel, you'll see how great she is at it. Now, all you have to do is prop her up and she stands like a statue. Right. And she's just one example of how easy it is or how difficult it is to get the dogs to stay still on the grooming table. Yeah. Uh, and then also we want to talk about different types of dogs, different breeds. Some breeds actually do a lot better than other breeds on the grooming table. For example, like your terriers, your schnauzers, uh, you know, schnauzers, I don't know, just in my experience, they really don't like being picked up at all. No, I met one schnauzer that likes to be held. Yeah. In my entire life. Yeah. As far as grooming shops, we're not talking about at home or anything like that, but just as far as grooming shops, schnauzers tend to not do that great on the table. Larger breed dogs don't do that well on the grooming table. It's another thing you don't want to do. You don't want to wait until your dog is, if you have a golden retriever or a lab, you don't want to wait until they're 90 pounds to put them up (laughs) on a grooming table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start to introduce them to it now. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because from the dog's perspective, it's kind of like you're, you know, you're balancing a cinder block on a toothpick or something. You know, it's like you want to get them used to it at a very, very young age. Like some dogs, like Bichons, Maltese, Shih Tzus, they tend to do a little bit better on the grooming table because they're they're smaller. They're they're used to getting held, and they're not terriers. I mean, terriers are terriers for a reason. They they're territorial. They like being on the ground. Yeah. So. Because you mentioned schnauzers before, and I really, like I said, I've only ever, and I don't know how, how they are like at home, like you said, but I really, I've only, those kinds of breeds, like they really, they prefer not to be like in your arms for some reason. Right. They prefer to be low to the ground. And schnauzers, I've always noticed, like especially schnauzers, because I think it was Tommy was uh, that right. schnauzer, that little schnauzer we do, oh, Tommy. So for some reason, he loves being held. He does. Um, He's... Yeah. yeah, we're not taking anything away from the schnauzer. We're not saying that they're not affectionate or anything like that. It's oh, no, just, yeah, it's just an observation. Yeah. Right. And it's not just ta- schnauzers. It could be like a Karen Terrier. Most of your terriers, they tend to not do as good as some other breeds on the table, or they just may take a little longer to table train. And again, even your large breeds, they don't do as well. As some of the smaller breeds, like your, you know, your Yorkies, yeah, or, go, you know, kind of goes what you were saying too. You don't want to wait till your dog is ninety pounds or whatever. That's basically basically that's you saying, all right, you're two years old. Uh, don't we aren't we supposed to do this grooming thing or something like that? Like, no, <laughs> right. no, yeah. <laughs> no right. don't. Yeah, exactly. Again, and that's what we're trying to address here. One of the big common mistakes is is that you're just waiting too long. Wait too long. Uh, yeah. Right. You know, and I've I've seen dogs also that dogs that have been rescued that have never been groomed or maybe have been groomed. You know, very 
very, very infrequently and are kind of desperate for a grooming, those dogs tend to do really great on the grooming table because they just want to get the hair off of them that's been on for the past two years, you know? Mm Um, And we've seen that too, but we're just really stressing the importance of getting them used to this grooming table here because it's very, very important. It's, it's where it starts. You can't do much unless they're standing still and at least uh, allowing you to uh, groom them, you know? So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a brief break once again, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some tips on uh, how to achieve them staying on our grooming tables. Okay, guys. All right, we'll be back right after this break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. You think that you're rescuing them, but honestly, they're going to end up rescuing you. You don't know what they've gone through, and they're not going to be perfect. And they are so happy that you are taking a chance on them to be a part of your family. I urge you to go down to your local shelters, pounds, dog rescues, foundations, you name it, and rescue a dog. Once you get your rescue dog, you should definitely order some Dinovite. Go online and order it. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dinovite. It's awesome stuff. 90 days of Dinovite will make your dog a happy dog. It will help them with their overall health. You don't need to spend thousands on vet bills. Dinovite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. (laughs) Call 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. I'm Anthony Ray, hanging out with my dad here. It is my birthday at the time of this recording, and I am bringing us in because when my dad brought us out for that first break, he turned into a little bit of a Bugs Bunny Joe Pesci hybrid for some reason. I don't know what that was. You know, we Sorry, guys. Break. Yeah, no, okay, guys. What, what was that, dude? I think I'm going through puberty. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this is great i have to say i love radio is so much fun so much fun because you guys don't get to hear what happens when the breaks are actually going on so you have no idea uh, how hard i was just laughing in my dad's ear when <laughs> after his little outro there <laughs> okay guys <laughs> oh man it's just funny we, we you know what we have to do like when we've been doing this for a long time we have to compile like a, a montage of all of our screw-ups uh, oh, wow. that, that we do it's gonna take a lot more than a half an hour then our montage is gonna be long <laughs> we're gonna have a long montage of screw-ups especially with like outros like that yeah, not that i'm God. like some amazing radio guy yeah. but you gotta hand it to mark winter our producer you really do because he's working magic with us yeah yeah <laughs> It's funny if you if there's ever an, I'm pretty sure in most of the episodes we don't stutter a whole lot and that's just Mark editing. I'm pretty sure. it's, just, it's Mark taking out our stutters. Yeah, we were to show these people that if we were to show you guys like the raw footage of this, we're probably dead, dude, dude, the grooming, dude, dude. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> which is basically how we come out anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah, Mark could only work so much magic. We're, we're making <laughs> right. it difficult. He's, he's working double time on our show as opposed <laughs> to everybody else's. Poor Mark. Oh, sorry, Mark. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. And this is why we thank Mark at the end of every episode. <laughs> every episode for tolerating <laughs> us. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Let's so get let's get back into it. Yeah, we're going to get back into this table training talk here. One of the first things that I do when I put a dog up on the table, whether it's a puppy or a dog that's been used to getting groomed is I tend to do their pads and their nails first. And just common sense, guys, if there's a lot of hair in the pads or the nails are too long, they're not going to stand as well. So I like to get all that hair out of the pads. You know, you throw on your 30 blade and or your scissors, however you do it. I use a 30 blade for you groomers out there. I get all of the hair out of the pads and I'll clip the nails this way they're getting more traction on the table and they tend to do a lot better just by kind of making their feet feel more comfortable on the grooming table even though most of the grooming tables do have a rubber top to them the dogs can still slip off and so you definitely want to give them as much traction on the table as you can by doing the pads and the nails first Everybody has wood floors now too. So yeah. at home, it helps your dog. Exactly. Yeah. The importance of doing pads and, and this almost on every breed, uh, you know, except most of your short coated dogs, you don't have to worry too much about that, but it could be any golden retrievers, especially I've seen goldens have so much hair coming out of their pads. It, it, it's almost yeah. like they skis on their feet. Mm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got to get that hair out so they're not, you know, slipping all over. So, so they're not ice skating across the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I've seen that happen too. Yeah, you know, know. It looks funny, but it's not funny because no. you know, they, could, they could they could break their hip. They could yeah. fall. You know, it's funny sometimes when dogs fall, but it's not funny because yeah. you know, they, they make that grunting sound. Looks funny, but then you go, yeah. "Oh, it's the rain, right." You know? you know what it is? It's the same thing as watching cat fail videos. It's <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but. Aww. you know the poor thing like he thought he had that jump and uh he misread it and don't, thought he, he thought he had it you know? don't get me started on cat fail videos ever oh. we said this in past shows and just the thought of cats doing what they do oh. cracks me up again guys go on youtube and just yeah. watch cat fails cat stuff man. Oh. <laughs> you know what it is it's because cats they get embarrassed because cats are so perfect all the time yeah, and right. they know it they know they're they capable know. of these amazing things so when they screw up they yeah. like you ever see they look at the camera they're like <laughs> right. oh uh, well, did anybody what? see that? <laughs> yeah. No, that's how I planned it. Like, what the uh, you know? Unlike our dogs, they're used to it. You know, yeah. like, they're just cumbersome and clumsy and duh, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing. Let me did you ever see it. the video of the? I think it was a French bulldog. He was he would run full speed at the ball, and the ball yeah. would launch him in the air, and he was like, like it was like, dude, how are you not hurting yours? He was doing flips yeah. in the air. He was hitting the ball so hard, and and but the dog loved it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The amazing agility of our dogs yeah. and cats, you mm -hmm. know, and the humor and and the joy and the laughter that they. They bring to us is the reason why we have them i guess you yeah. know yeah so we just wanted to again stress the importance of table training if you guys can't afford it go out get a portable grooming table they're as low as 60 dollars. i think i've seen them right anthony they're about yeah. that uh yeah. not including the grooming arm i think the grooming arm might be like an extra 20 29 30 bucks yeah. 20 to 30 dollars and the noose is very inexpensive i think it's only about five bucks or something like that but if you can afford it get yourself a, a dog grooming table so that you can have it at home you could set it up in your basement in your laundry room or they're portable you can even set it up in the living room or something 
something like that. You might want to keep it away from the kitchen where you're handling food or anything like that. But just to have one, get the dogs used to it, put them up on it, inspect them. You can just put them on and it will make it easier for you to look at their undersides and um, check their ears, check their feet. Definitely check their ears, you know, especially their ears. I, I think the last time we uh, we cleaned out Anthony's ears, we, oh, we put out so much earwax that we were able to make a scented candle. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man. I'm sorry. It's just too easy, man. It's just, but what, 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 what scent should we call it? Oh, uh, why don't we call it? <laughs> or we, we could call your scented candle Hurl. Yeah. <laughs> Hurl of yesteryear. <laughs> Hurl of yesteryear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, man. No. You're probably you're right. You're right, man. I I tell you, I wear wool hats. My ears are always covered. I don't know what's going on in there. You're a scruffy guy. I am. I yeah. am. If you I'm, were, your name would be Scruffy. Here's the thing. I hustle with everything else. I hustle with YouTube. I hustle with this radio show. But when it comes to my own body, hygiene, yeah, right? my hygiene, your my hygiene? hair cuts. Uh, <laughs> You know, Carly, if you're listening, I know I haven't called you in months. I didn't change, you know, hairstylists or I just, I'm lazy. I'm sorry, Carly, if yeah. you're listening to this, I'll come in and see you soon. I promise you have a lot of work to do. Well, <laughs> I get lazy with everything else. Well, you know what? You pull it off well. You, you know, you still look good. You know, you're a little funky at times, but you still look good. I have to I'm hand sorry. it to you. I, I do bring, I think I like to believe that I, I bring a special style of B.O., to the yes, party, you, uh, you know, if, um, to the if table. Anybody, if anybody needs grooming, it's you. You yeah. need grooming. And I, I admit that. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody's so, ever yeah, going to so, want to meet me. No, well, no, they're going to want to meet you they, 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 due to yeah, that. I want to see if he really stinks. <laughs> wow. He, he, they're right. He does stink. <laughs> wow. He does have uh, earwax popping out of his wool hat. Ugh. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. So, anyway, we just definitely feel that everyone should have a grooming table. And, again, so we can inspect our dogs properly and, and get a better look at them and get them used to being handled on the grooming table. Again, like we said earlier, you don't want to make it playtime. You want to make it where, you know, the dogs start to catch on and say, oh, okay, when I go up on table, that's where I get checked and they look in my ears and they look at my belly and they and uh, you know introduce the brush to them you know you could start doing brief brush outs with your puppies on your grooming table if you feel like you're up to it taking it a little further you can do some ear cleaning definitely you know check out our videos though or or look up how to clean dogs ears because there is a safety and a lot and techniques with ear cleaning as well don't just stick a definitely don't stick a q-tip in your dog's ear watch our videos go to grooming by rudy we have an ear cleaning video on there as well um you don't want to dig too deep all that stuff but yeah. if yeah you know you um, be careful with it. you do you, you have to be careful with all this stuff guys because it's tedious and you really have to know what you're doing and become practiced at it as well so you're even going to become practiced at 
at training your dog on the grooming table. You'll learn your dog's habits. Uh, don't be surprised if your dog does try to jump off right away. So it's going to be part of your job to kind of keep them on the table yeah. and say, good dog or good girl, good boy, stay. And, you know, using basic commands such as stay and stand and sit, you want to use basic commands on the grooming table to get them used to it. It's mm-hmm. important. It's it's like, uh, it's got to be a thing that People know when you get a dog, just like you have to house train them, uh, you got to table train them. It's just, it's got to be part of the list of things to do when you get a pet, you know, it's, yeah. it's part of it. It's very important. It is. And, and I think that through the years, it's been very overlooked as far as grooming, because grooming is such a, it's, it's a vital part of your dog's life. You're going to get your dog groomed at least, you know, once every five, six to eight weeks. So it's a very, very vital part of their life. And it's something that has to be taught to them. And the first thing that has to be taught is standing on the table and being obedient on the table so that you can achieve any kind of a grooming. If a dog is trying to jump off the table or just moving around, you're not going to be able to give them a haircut, a proper haircut anyway, or a safe haircut. So, And again, this is up to the owner. You guys, you, you owners out there, I think you, you need to start them young and get them used to it prior to you know your groomer visit. It's going to benefit your dog and your cat too, whether you bring them to the groomer or to the vet. Uh, even when you bring your dog to the vet, a lot of times they'll just they'll put them up on the table and they'll just be that much more familiar with being yeah. elevated and being checked out. Yeah, they'll sort of know that this is something that happens once in a while, whether it's a grooming or a vet or just a inspection at home. And we've always stressed, you said it earlier, we always stress inspecting. That's one of my favorite benefits of the whole table training thing at home is I can't stress enough. Get a closer look at your dog and take some time every couple of days. Just check your dog out. You never know what you find, even if it's right. something as simple as a flea or if it's, you know, you might feel a little bump on their belly or something like that. Now, you know, you felt it. Oh, right. let's take them to the vet. Let's just make sure it's nothing. It's benign or whatever. Sure. It, it's you know, it's important. Absolutely. It's important. It, and it, it doesn't take a lot of effort to do after a yeah, while. And get used to it. Exactly. You're right. And by elevating them, you're going to get a better look better at look. it. You're not chasing them around the floor, trying to get a look at them. Uh, they're elevated, so they're closer to your eye level. So you will be able to see these things more clearly. Check their bellies out. Check their undersides. Uh, feel them. You know, feel for like Anthony said, any lumps or even like grooming as far as check their coats. If you're feeling any, any matting Mm -hmm. or nodding. Now, you know, you know, Hey, let me work on this area. All too often, we're trying to brush our dogs on the floor and we're never getting their underside. If they're elevated on the table, now you could more easily achieve brushing their underside and their armpits. And we see people make great attempts They'll have a Bichon and and the top of the dog looks great. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no mats. And then the second you lift the dog up, they're completely matted on the underside because, again, you can't get the brush in there while the dog is running around the ground. Right. And now you have to take a lot off of underneath. And then Mm -hmm. all that great brushing on the top that the owner did is the dog is still going to look kind of strange now or like a little chopped into because he's got to, you know. Right. Or you're going to have like that. We call it like that mushroom look where you have to shave the whole under side and you leave the top and it just doesn't look right right so, right because if a right. dog and is that mad and underneath you can't just be tugging on the dog or cat right. it's good see so you're and gonna hurt it you know and, right. you can't, and, it, and it, you can't do that right right and it varies too it's not you know some dogs are great some dogs will lay on the couch and they'll let you 
Some like it. So, yeah, some like it. It's different for everyone. But what we're trying to stress here is that let's make this something that we do or we think about whenever we get a dog or a puppy. Grooming. Grooming is something that we just really, really have to incorporate in our pets' lives. If you don't have a lot of time on your hands, you might want to get a lower maintenance dog. We always stress that. You know, if you do, if you have a lot of time on your hands and you can groom, get your cockapoos, get your gold and doodles, get your standard poodles, get your Maltese's and your Bichons. These are all very high maintenance dogs that you have to have the time for. Um, and if you, if you are getting these types of breeds, I think most definitely you're going to need a grooming table. Yeah. Yeah. It's very beneficial. Very beneficial. Mm -hmm. I would seek one out. You know, again, they're inexpensive, and you know you can get some really expensive. I mean, some grooming tables are two thousand dollars. You got electric yeah. grooming tables that are yeah. two grand. You know, I know Master Equipment puts out some really great grooming tables. We had yeah. one once that didn't even fit in our store. <laughs> exactly, we had, to, yeah, get, had, we had to, to get rid of it. I had to get rid of it. It was too yeah. big. <laughs> there was no room for me. We had it for round for a while. We actually used it for like a like a kitchen table. Yeah, we, we were eating off we, of it. We were eating off of it. You know, it was like you know. But um, it's it's funny that you mentioned that the grooming table that I'm using right now. I made what I did was I bought a hydraulic bottom from a beauty store. And believe it or not, speaking of your birthday, I made my grooming table out of Anthony's crib. I'm that type of person. I'm a very do-it-yourself kind of guy. I was like, wait a minute, this is a lot of lot of wood here. It's laminated. This is really good wood. I actually made a little box and I got a grooming table top, rubber top, and I made my grooming table out of Anthony's crib. So thanks, That's Anthony. Hilarious. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. I remember when I was younger, I'd be driving down the street or walking down the street, whatever. And if somebody was throwing away like a recliner, I'd be like, you know what? If this thing is here in three days, nobody takes it. I'm coming to get it. And it would rain and it would snow. And I would go, you know, I would look at it. I'd go, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to Febreze. Okay. I'm going like to scrub this thing. And now I have a recliner for free. Now I have a recliner. Febreze. Yeah, You're going to Febreze it. Wonders. It's amazing. It's, it's like new now. <laughs> little Lysol, little yeah, Febreze. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, I apologize. We're being so silly this episode. We're in rare form. It's yeah. it's my birthday. It's uh, it's Corey's birthday. It's Corey's birthday. Corey's birthday. <laughs> We're have, come to think of it, dude. I have to. If I see a picture of Corey and he, and he has like a beard and a wool hat on, <laughs> I'm gonna have some questions. <laughs> yeah, right. You there know, may maybe, have been a mix up. Maybe a mix. Maybe Corey's your brother. Yeah, Corey <laughs> might be my brother. Corey, if you're out there, <laughs> if, if you're out please, there, give me something. He, he is out there. He's yeah. in Mark's studio. Yeah, he's in Mark's studio. And Mark might be my dad. <laughs> that would explain a lot of things. That would explain everything. <laughs> Except the wool uh, hat. I don't know where I got the wool hat yeah. from. I don't know that Mark wears wool hats. No, but I don't think that, so. Huh. Huh. Mark, Mark just hasn't reduced himself to your level just yet. In. <laughs> I don't think. No. <laughs> Mark lives in Florida. He doesn't really need a wool hat. Uh, no. Corey lives there too, but that's, that's what I mean. Like if, like, yeah. like if Corey has one on, then I have some questions. Mark might be it's my, a, we, you know, we think about this even before we started talking to Mark again, we, I've thought about it every year. It's like, yeah, I wonder how that, that guy is Mark, yeah. you know, the guy we met at, you know, at the hospital, I wonder how that guy is, you know, and yeah. well, now, no, yeah. now we know you, full you, circle. Like I've, I've always known about Mark. You used to tell me all the time. Oh yes. Yeah, great. We met these people the same day. I've always known the story, yeah. but I never met Mark until I was yeah. uh, 32. Apparently it was just meant to be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh. Uh, yeah, guys. So what do you think? And I think we might be running out of time. So yeah, we just wanted to recap safety, right? Safety on yeah. the grooming table. Never leave your dog or cat unattended. Never put a noose around a cat's neck. Always make sure that the noose is not too much slack and not too taunt at the same time. And just uh, take it day by day. This is something that you should do every day. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Just keep putting them up on the grooming tables and get them used to being up on the table. But again, just stressing that safety. Guys, don't ever, ever leave them unattended, okay? Yep. Yep. Thanks so much for stopping by, guys. As always, we'd like to thank our producer and possibly my father, Mark Winter. <laughs> thank you so much, Mark. <laughs> If you haven't haven't already, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. It's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube.com. Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe. We want to hear from you guys. You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook. Follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram. It's been an absolute pleasure. Until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.